0: WRKS Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? Yes!
1: Now live from the Whiskey Sixty One Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are
0: listening to
1: Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds Radio app and on your radio at ESPN One Hundred Five Point Nine. The Soul. Good morning, out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. You're looking for an amazing steak and a good glass of bourbon, Kessler Prime and the Renaissance. KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. Yes, they have Long Branch Bourbon and Russell's Reserve Bourbon. People are making fun of me on the Ag Up Equipment text line, which is okay. 601-885-3776. That's uh eight eight five three seven seven six. Twitter handle at bowbounds. Brought to you by Cypress Depot in Ridgeland. CyprusDepot.com. We'll be live from Finch and Kelly tomorrow, 10 a.m. to noon. Um Oxford's Custom uh, Excuse me, Oxford's Premier Custom Clothing Store. And uh Finch and Kelly.com. Uh, my buddy, Patrick Kelly, we went to MRA together a hundred years ago and, uh, PK and I've been friends for a long time. He and, uh, Brian and others are going to, uh, host me tonight and then we'll do a show from 10 AM to noon. Looking forward to that. And that'll be exciting. We, uh, well, I think people would actually be surprised at how many shows we've done from Oxford, but, uh. Sometimes when I haven't told you, like from the Graduate Hotel off the square. But uh, we've, we've had some amazing, you know, we we broadcast from the uh, uh, upstairs of, of City Grocery. We, we broadcast from uh, Proud Larry's. Um, there's another restaurant tucked away on the north side. I can't remember. It's not coming to me. And um, some other spots up there, too. Well, hey, Blake. 2004. Oh. Was that Texas Ole Miss? Uh, 2004, I did a show from the South End Zone, and Eli Manning joined me for 20 minutes. Pro day. He did not throw that day. He had his own pro day. Gotcha. But uh, he joined me as others um, on the field had their pro day. Okay. Yeah.
2: I was thinking you were going to drop when you were up there for the Super Regional against Texas. I
1: did a show from the library. And Friday. Kessinger yeah. and Jake Jake Gibbs joined me on the show yeah. before the game. Yeah. That's some star power. One played for the Chicago Cubs, and one played for the New York yeah. Yankees. Did Kessinger play for the Cardinals, too? I can't remember. Out of bounds, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Bundle your card home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent uh as jake mangum tells us go local go with the home team powered by you saving with your farm bureau insurance agent you want to make sure that you protect your cars and your home you can do that with farm bureau insurance that number 601-707-3750 what's the best one so far as far as this bingo is this an out-of-bounds bingo yes, card? Yes, out-of-bounds
2: bingo card. We're what's gonna, the best we're one? We're going to play this uh, moving forward. It's going to be a new part of the show. Oh, man, what's the best one? All right, I like... Um, or give me
1: the top three.
2: People, the the one that's been given the, the most was Her- Holy Mary Olzap, which is funny because I don't think you've said it lately. Okay. But that was like a staple, I think, of your show for a long time. Right. So, um that was the big one. That one's been a lot. Also, the grew up in Bellhaven one came up a lot because that is something you've been doing a
1: lot lately. Like, at least
2: once a week, you've dropped that you grew up in Belhaven.
1: Well, the fact that we partnered with Fertile Ground Beer yep, in the tap rooms in Belhaven just uh, was a natural way for me to start yes. talking about... And Jackson State and Dion being... Down, like, it's just been more going on the, down there. Yeah, 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 all the different things. Of course, I spent 15 years of my life mm-hmm. there.
2: That's a long time. That is a long time. We ha- we've we had a lot of references to Jimbo, whether we were dropping Jimbo audio or making fun of Jimbo Fisher. I mean, I got- he's, he's been the hot topic du jour this year. And it's his fault. He ran his mouth.
1: He uh, he did run his Have mouth. Have we been He un- called out Lane Kiffin first, but then he called out the goat fuel in and, and Nick Saban. And that, here, you got it? You going to roll with
0: Clown-X. it? Clown axe. Yeah.
1: You can't do that. Can't call... You can't call sitting head coaches
2: in your division clowns and then get your tail kicked in by them and us not make fun of you. Right? I mean, we're just in in our criticisms of Jimbo Fisher,
1: are we not? Sure. As someone wrote... You have to... At almost any level, you have to produce pretty much to a certain extent, but... Especially when when you're getting paid $10 million a year... And when your mouth writes
2: fat checks...
1: And you're running a major program that has already invested several hundred million dollars into what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have all the tools and resources. I mean, a lot of us along the way have done it with, you know, paper clips and, you know, band-aids. Yep. Uh, I mean, Jimbo doesn't want for anything. He never walks in the last five years. And when he needs some more money allocated to something, including Biden player, but, but, I mean whatever that is, he needs more staff, more whatever. He hasn't been told no. So, this is on Jimbo Fisher. Yep. It's not because like I hate Jimbo Fisher. No. I don't I don't know him. But man, he's got it. He's got it all. He has all the resources and all the support. So don't you need to what?
2: Have all the success.
1: Yeah or <laughs> yeah, or some level. Yeah. That's much, that's not three. I mean, if they lose this weekend, and I think they could. Six in a row, by the way, if they did. They'll be three and seven. Yep. I just want you to say that out loud when you're meeting your buddies for burgers and beers later. They will be three and seven if they lose to Cadillac Williams and an Auburn team that is also in the process of really, really trying hard to burn their program down. Now, Cohen's about to get somebody in there that's going to be better than what they had, I think. Well, uh, you can't
2: go down. And I not that Harson's
1: not a good football coach, just not the right time fit, whatever. But the bottom line is, moving forward, whether it's going to be Lane or Hugh Freeze or Dave Aranda or whoever it is, or Jeff Brom, whoever it is, it will... They're, they're Look, we already see that Auburn can compete mm-hmm. even when every the fire is all around them. Absolutely. Well, they... Talent is talent. All right, we got off that. What Do we have a top five? Yeah, I, I think Holy Mary
2: grew up in Bellhaven. Um we, we mentioned the Jimbo Audio Drops. Um, we've had a handful of Erk Awards oh. drops, which we haven't
1: had. Uh, we haven't done the Irk in a while, but we've okay. had that one. Should, is it time to put Jimbo Fisher in the Urkslaven Hall of Fame? You know, we put mm. Larry Templeton. Sylvester Croom, Dickie Ooh. Scruggs, mm. uh, Dickie Scruggs. Uh, who did we put? Who else did we put? There was someone Alders? recently. Uh, it was maybe it was kind of Mississippi State heavy for a while there. But the irks for our listeners, the Saints took a punter in the first round in like nineteen seventy nine, which is incredible. Archie Manning only needed everything on the offensive line and everything else, and it's still one of the more. Uh, I don't know what they were on some kind of psychedelic trip or something. Uh, the front office of the Saints, but we did the whole Slaven Award of Excellence for yeah. years. Yeah, we we'll probably to, should do that at least once a month.
2: We probably need to break it back out. I, I think but, I think Jimbo is on the verge of being in the once they fire him, it will be official. Yeah, because I guess t- technically he could still turn it around, but boy, it feels like not much chance.
1: I think we put Ed Ogeron in there.
2: We did. Yeah, even though he won a title, it's still like the way it fell apart and what happened at Ole Miss. I mean, he probably deserves to be in there.
1: I still wonder if he coaches again. I'm not sure he does.
2: That's a great question.
1: Tons of money, 60-61. He's getting a lot of opportunities to do like freelance,
2: just come in for a week and like... But- do stuff and then leave he's also the guy that believes he
1: should be a head coach so there may be a g5 opportunity that's out there
2: that's true uh a lot of references to a, a multitude of different alcohol sponsorships whether it was the tito's bourbon game russell's reserve yeah, the bourbon and state game or the tito's vodka bloody mary game so we'll put that one on there like drops an alcohol sponsor I, that's that's definitely I, a big one i acknowledge
1: one. that i created both of those the 11 a.m game is the tito's vodka bloody mary game anything after six o'clock is the steak and bourbon. And game. Any, I mean, is that, that's not, yeah. is that wrong with that? Any A&M drink game is the drink excessively game. <laughs> right. And if they lose to Auburn, holy smokes. Uh, Bill Shanks, Georgia insider, coming up at 8.30. Them Georgia Bulldogs coming to Davis Wade Stadium. And they just ran Tennessee out of their stadium. Kirby continues to get it done in Athens. Do you think, as far as this out-of-bounds bingo card, that um, we could put one of them should be split checks guy? You know oh. the guy we all grew up with—the guy who couldn't figure out when you go to lunch or dinner, and you're on a, or you're on a road trip with guys, or game day, and you're whether you're in your Startle at Two Brothers, Oxford at Proud Larry's, wherever that. And you sit there for about an hour and a half and you're in no hurry. Maybe the game's later in the day. And you smash a bunch of good food and beers are rolling through the table and everybody just throws a card. But you always have the, hey, the guy who grabs the waiter or waitress and goes, hey, I had, I only had, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the drill? Yeah. I think
2: uh, if, if, for the bingo card's sake, I think the... checks guy it would just be we would put a square on for uh don't be a guy basically right so anytime we talk about a guy whether it's split checks don't guy, be that guy or yeah uh don't be you know uh obnoxious
1: guy at buffalo wild wings right like that type of thing w- whatever we are talking or, about or the guy that can never pick up the tab like you've been with him for 20 years very true he's never picked up the tab somehow
2: always finds a way to either be in the bathroom or on the phone or, yeah or something yeah
1: Alligator, alligator arms, arms guy on the wallet. Yeah, hey, if you ask Mike
2: Leach, uh, you might say dinosaur. he's never picked up a tab. Well, I was gonna say you might say dinosaur arms guy, but, but
1: that's a coaching thing. Coaches are notorious yeah. for uh, not for not ever picking up a tab. I was There's more, this some at some point in your.
2: Well, ath- you become a coach. Athletes are the same
1: you, way. Oh, a- athletes! I I could name one. I'm not who's extraordinarily wealthy, and I've been to dinner with him. And they expect to be compensated. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I was making
2: more of the joke about Mike Leach saying his receivers had dinosaur arms. So instead of calling the check guy, instead of calling him alligator arms guy, we'll start calling him dinosaur arms guy.
0: Ah. In honor
2: of Mike
1: Leach. Ah. Because he You're said his, his
2: receivers had T Rex arms.
1: <laughs> I don't think his receivers are that bad.
2: I think it is so much, it, you know, it's funny. Whether you're religious or not, there's great parables and life lessons out of the Bible, just like there are in other things. It's always easier to see the speck in someone else's eye than the log in your own is a a Bible verse, right? It's Man, it's easy to point out when someone else makes one mistake. Sometimes it's hard to see all the mistakes you're making. I think that goes for coaches as well. No, I'm with you. I think there's a lot of look what this person did or didn't do. And not a
1: lot of, how can I do what I'm supposed to do better? Well, I think there's a lot of, you just had a week off. And did you you, you claimed you were going to get better coming out of Alabama. Have you gotten Even better? Steve Robertson. And, and look, David Johnson and Steve Robertson are going to skew towards more of an optimistic view, okay? I'm much more critical of whatever we're Correct. talking about, okay? Nobody's as opinionated and so on. And I get that. Um, I mean, whether it's, you know columnists with the clarion ledger have never called out anybody and so on by the way that's not exclusive
2: to them that's anywhere in the country that you get a reporter that's in the building absolutely it's always that way
1: even steve robertson asked the question yesterday why are you doing the same things you were doing against memphis two months later that was my question forget the bye week have they gotten better since the summer it was a it's a good question It was a sloppy, sloppy game at home. Sloppy six weeks. Yeah. Take out Alabama, Kentucky, and Auburn are disappointing. How about that?
2: LSU was disappointing.
1: Yeah, you were. Arizona was sloppy. You just were so much better. Four
2: turnovers. Yeah, I mean you fumbled the ball over the place, threw an
1: interception. Like, yeah. And, And you've been like Dan Mullen's special teams was buttoned up. And Bartu talked about for years how Greg, I think a lot of it was Mullen, but Mullen and Knox fielded really, really well coached, buttoned up special teams. Lane Kiffin, Marty Biagi, I know, I know. Sounds like he owns, you know, 22 pawn stores in the Midwest, but because he's from Purdue. (laughs) <laughs> Marty Biaggi is an. I mean, they have been really, really good on special teams. They've
2: stolen two plays I can think that of. That comes yeah.
1: down to coaching, focus, discipline, and fundamentals. And I think people are asking the question what do we got? It's year three. This is a veteran laden team. What do we got?
2: It's a great question. I think it's a great question because my argument is. I think would be, it goes
1: back to, to Leach doesn't spend any time on staffing. Nope. And this is all on Leach. Most the overwhelming majority of these guys are not finding another Power 5 job.
2: I mean, we talk about it all the time. You emulate the leadership, right? Like the, the body emulates where the head leads. Yeah, And so we see that in business. Yeah. We see when good companies have good leadership, they excel. And that same company can hire the wrong person at the wrong level, and they'll take the, the left turn, right? And it can happen quickly. It can happen overnight, it feels like. I'd argue the same thing with coaching. Football teams emulate their head coach and their personality and their M.O. If you're a head coach who's militaristic, Nick Saban, you tend to be militaristic in your approach to the game. It's why this year has been so interesting because they've been so sloppy. They've been so anti-Saban. And you might say, hey, that's the staff, right? Well, then it's the same answer in Starkville, is it not?
1: I think people thought Kiffin would be loose because he was so anti Saban's schedule. Uh, because Kiffin doesn't believe that you have to meet from 7 a.m. to 11 o'clock at night to get it done. And I agree with that, especially this day and age. If you're not leveraging all the things that we have, um, you know, to be more efficient. And I, look, when Saban described what he his schedule a couple of weeks ago, Blake, and it, it, it went out on Twitter, it sounded overboard to me. Yes. It sounded like overkill as far as all the things that all the film, all the everything comes through me. Then, then this person does, you know, Leach may be on the other side of the ocean. Uh, but Lane runs a much more buttoned up, focused, process driven program. But I don't believe that they, they they have they don't have to meet at 7 a.m. in the morning.
2: Lane emulates the modern era worker. In America, which is the idea that nine to five is fine, but what if I could do all that work in nine to two or nine to one?
1: Do they work hard? Yes. Do they grind in the film room? But it's efficiency. Now, whatever he's doing on the practice field is pretty remarkable because they added like 104 players, and they look like a much more well-oiled machine than, well, like Mississippi State, who's got a bunch of. Juniors and seniors Who's on the team.
2: Played together for three years. Who've now. been together yeah. forever.
1: Yeah. Out of bounds, ESPN 1059, The Zone, is brought to you by the Armory in Ridgeland. It's right in front of. Where's the Armory? The Armory is right in front of Kroger on Lake Harbor in Ridgeland. Okay. Right across from Gateway Tire. And as Blake was referencing earlier, uh, because it's National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day. Bulldog Burger has an amazing uh, fried chicken sandwich. What is the name of it, Blake? <laughs> it should be Blake's Fried Chicken <laughs> it Sandwich. It
2: should be. I, I don't know that it has... I think... I don't remember it having, like, the cool names that the burgers have, like okay. Pimentology and all I didn't remember it having that. All I know is that it's fried chicken, cheese, bacon, and it has this turmeric mayo, which is just... I don't know how it's just a it's a little aioli mayo it's just got a little flavor to it that's different it's so
1: good that you know that was a game changer in the in the culinary
2: aioli yeah yeah. learning how to make mayonnaise taste good? yeah because yeah. I don't
1: eat mayonnaise on anything I mean I think it's awful yeah uh, but if you go get sushi but, you do because it's all, right. all that is but, yeah but mayo I, you based know, I and, scrape that off you see that's me true. With you get before. a little bit of it yeah. not a much yeah but uh I mean, I can't imagine putting a bunch of mayonnaise on a turmeric roast beef. You know, if I, if I'm, which I had a boar's head roast beef wrap yesterday. Ooh. But I, I just put a little shot of Wow Q Jonesy Q on it. I, I mean, I would never go for the mayonnaise. Uh, it reminds me of a 1983 family <laughs> reunion where everybody <it> was blue. <laughs> right? I mean, I get it, it just, it just, I get you know, it. where where the potato salad was, it, it wasn't potato salad, it was mayonnaise with some potatoes. The Out of Bounds show. Oh. I'll tell you more about the armory on the other side. The armory is located in Ridgeland on Lake Harbor. I need to let you know that we're going to be at Finch and Kelly uh, in Oxford from 10 a.m. to noon tomorrow. Oxford's premier clothing store. Patrick Kelly's been a really, really good friend of mine for a long time. I'm excited about going up and seeing the crew, and we're going to have to have a Tito's Vodka Bloody Mary on the square tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. to noon. Finch and Kelly. All right, your SEC Insider hit this morning is brought to you by the Purple Mattress from Miskelly Sleep Store and the Purple Gel Flex Grid. I sleep on one. I highly recommend you going to any of the seven Miskelly Sleep Stores, laying down on it, try it out. You'll love it. I love it. We've had one for a year and a half or two years, the Purple Mattress from any of the seven Moskelly Sleep Stores Purple Gel Flex Grid. This is the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 the Zone ESPN. Uh, we welcome in Bill Shanks on the Yingling Lager Guest Line, the Bill Shanks Show, making Georgia uh, among other affiliates, Georgia Bulldog Insider. They're riding high. They have now taken the uh, they have taken the trophy from the Alabama Crimson Tide, and they just dominated the Tennessee. Volunteers, Bill Shanks. Were you surprised that Georgia not only beat Tennessee? I doubt you were surprised at that, but that they dominated Tennessee last weekend.
3: Well, I, you know, I don't want to say that I was necessarily surprised. I mean, I, 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 I think with the ease, yeah, to some extent. I mean, I, I thought Georgia would win. I, I thought Georgia would cover. I, I, I think um, if it hadn't rained the. Spread would have been even larger than fourteen points, to be honest with you, because they just dominated that game and then they kind of shut it down to make sure they didn't hand it back to Tennessee and they uh, had long drives and everything. I mean, look, they they they're a very good team and they, you know, the one thing I kept on saying last week was that you know, look, they they had their best game of the year in week one and everybody's forgotten about it and they're not talking about them anymore. You got to remember, this the same team that. Beat Oregon forty nine to three and dominated. And they went out and had another complete game. And I asked the question yesterday one of my guests if if we've ever seen Georgia have two complete games. I use the word perfect. And I think it's a little strong, but two complete games like the Oregon game and then the Tennessee game. And and it's hard to remember something like that of playing at that level against those kind of teams. So it was uh, it was a dominating performance, no question.
1: Yeah. So, and then they kind of slept walk for a while, um, and maybe that's what got people you know they're so good that they can show up with their c game at Missouri and not be interested. heck, Kent State they allowed them to kind of score a little bit, I think it was Kent State, I don't remember, I mean they weren't gonna win, but uh, so, what do you chalk that up to, Bill? They're so good. Uh, they're not going to be razor-focused every week. No one is. No team is, 19-, 20-year-olds. Nope. Nope. So you just kind of chalk that up as, hey, they got up for Oregon, they understood how good they were, and they weren't really interested for about a month, and now they're locked back in? Is that how you see it?
3: Well, I, I think you take the third quarter of the Florida game, it almost looked like they were bored. <laughs> it did. And, you know, and, and, and it's and it's uh, because you're right. You You, you cannot expect perfection from a team in any sport for the entire season. Uh, and, but, you know, as long as they get up to us, games like Oregon and Tennessee, okay, you feel like they'll be okay. And I think they heard enough last week to be fully aware of the fact it was a big game. And, and I, 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 I just thought they looked bored at times and, you know, again, we're, we're learning here to, to see a different program one that Alabama people – I mean, Alabama's had games like that over the years where it's like, well, they kind of slept walked through it. But like the Missouri game, I, there was no question in my mind they were going to win that game.
0: None. I mean, sure. it was
3: like, oh, you know, it's like, they're, okay, Missouri's playing them tough. That's fine. But in the end, you have to remember that 1-85 Georgia is just so much better than teams, and that's what's going to win out. And and I, so it's like I've never – had any feeling at all this year that they were in trouble to lose the game. And, you know, it's funny how oh, they only beat Sanford by 31. What's wrong? I mean, like, give me a break. Um, they, <laughs> so they're doing what they have to do to win.
1: Right. Uh, well, so Georgia now gets to, uh, here's, what's great about being in the East. Uh, Georgia gets to sleepwalk the rest of the way. And so does Tennessee. No, they no, they know. Really don't. You don't think so? No, they don't.
3: No, I mean, I think – no, I don't think you can take that attitude. I, I, I really mean, I don't. meant I until
1: the SEC have. championship game. I'm
3: talking about the no, next I regular think, season. I
1: don't I don't think you can do
3: that. I, I think – and I don't think this coach has that attitude at all. I, I don't. I'm, I think that's what gets you in trouble when you have a game like that. And the best thing that ever happened – the two best things that have happened to Georgia Bulldogs in the last seven years are when Alabama beat the crap out of Georgia right before Kirby Smart got the job to show what he needed to do when he got the job, which was build the offensive and defensive lines because they were so pathetic when his Alabama team played them in October of 15, And then the loss to South Carolina in 2019. I mean, you could talk about the great wins like the Rose Bowl and like others, but I mean, I I think you'd look at the losses. Because the losses taught you something. Yeah. And and even even earlier this year, you had teaching opportunities when they didn't play great against those teams. And I just laughed and said, "Well, Coach March is going to use that as an excuse to tell them, you you can't do that against better teams. You have to be careful. You can't do that on the road at Mississippi State. You can't you can't get behind. You can't now. Look, should they beat the crap out of Mississippi State and Kentucky? Yes. Yes." Yes, I mean, but I think you you have to be careful because perfection, I heard Dabo this morning on a video talking about his game with Notre Dame last uh, week, and he said, you know, I've only had one undefeated season in my time at Clemson. It's tough to go undefeated, and, and, you know, obviously they're in a position now where they've got to go undefeated for the rest of the year to probably win a national championship, And, and therefore, you know, they still have to take every game seriously. I. I was always more concerned about the Kentucky road game than the Tennessee home game, because for some reason, they, they, it's always a tough game in Kentucky, but I mean, talent wise, it's no comparison, none. And, and again, the same concept of, all right, over four quarters, 60 minutes, one through 85 should win out. As long as you don't, you know, have 17 penalties or four turnovers.
1: Yeah. Uh, it must be nice, Blake, to be bored going through your regular season like Bill Shanks and Georgia fans. You're listening to the out-of-bounds show. We're visiting with uh, Bill Shanks, Georgia insider. We've had fun the last decade or about the last 10 years having Bill on because they went through this time where Mark Richt could never get over the hump. And, and then, you know, they finally land Kirby and he goes through a couple years learning curve as Bill just described. And now they're the toast of the town. It looks like Kirby is now the king, and he has taken the crown from from Nick Saban. Um, what do you make of my my thought process and my statement there, Bill Shanks?
3: Well, I I, I think that what we're seeing is the execution of, of a mission statement from Kirby Smart. It's like the Jerry Maguire mission statement that got him fired. Uh, but this, this one was one that was brought in and said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to build the lines of scrimmage. We're going to let people see my passion for the university that I went to and graduated and played for. We're We're going to get talent in the state of Georgia. We're not going to let people come in here and get our talent. We're not going to let people get who we want to get. We're not going to let Alabama get these talented players we're going to have great recruiting classes we're going to build depth we're going to have practices that are tough we're going to have you know one of the things that Georgia fans always used to envy was oh well, god you know in Alabama and Tuscaloosa they 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 they're number one squads going up eventually uh, going up against a bunch of five stars i mean they're getting better in practice they're getting better money through wednesday and Georgia's weren't uh they didn't have that kind of talent they Mark Rickwood repeatedly said we're well, okay one through 22 but i don't I don't, know about, I don't know about the rest of it. I mean, he, he didn't come out that blatantly and said it, but he basically was saying, that we, you know, we don't have great depth all over the place. This team does. I mean, they went and had Nolan Smith uh, knocked out for the season last week and, and uh, had more sacks the next week against the number one offense in the country than they
1: had all year long because of the depth there. Um, we yeah, we had you know, him, uh, Bill, why would you all have to do that to Rocky Top? I mean, they were rolling. You just took their manhood.
3: Yeah, well, they deserve it. They're horrible human beings, and they wear an ugly color, and they're pansies in those little orange, orange pants. So what are you going to do? Oh, I lo- – uh, now- no, but, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's like the thing – and the other part of it was, let's bring in recruits and have a have a have have a environment where we're going to keep it rolling. And, I mean, he had an unbelievable amount of recruits there to keep that – Assembly line of talent rolling. I mean, he he is executing his mission statement to at.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, you are Bill Shanks making Georgia afternoon drive sports talk radio Georgia Insider on the Yingling Lager guest line is uh, Georgia's number one in the country. Uh, they play in Starble this weekend, and then they go to Lexington. And I think they should win big in both games. And then they have the, uh, the mighty Georgia tech yellow jackets to get ready for the sec championship game. Who do you think it's going to be out of the, the West? You think LSU can hang on or, uh, Ole Miss is kind of still in play. What, what do you see over here, Bill?
3: I think LSU probably, um, I think Brian Kelly's done a tremendous job and I, I think, yeah, that, that looks like the, the situation at hand there. And, and, uh, you know, it would be definitely interesting because we know how LSU was three years ago and how they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, trail, I think it was 37-10 or something like that, I believe. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think LSU's in the in the catbird seat were right there, and and that would uh, definitely not be what we expected. But uh, you know, they they beat Alabama and and uh, they're in the driver's seat now, so they. They probably will go to Atlanta, and yeah, I mean they Ole Miss. I wouldn't be look. I'm. I think. I think Alabama. Alabama better be careful this week. Yeah, uh, they got to stop those two running backs and lanes. Uh, uh, we were talking yesterday. I had an Auburn guy on my. I mean, just uh, slumming by having an Auburn guy on my show. <laughs> well, he actually owned the restaurant that I was at. I didn't have any choice, but he's pretty good at going back and forth with me, and uh, I like to give him hell once in a while. We were having a conversation about Kiffin or. Hugh Freeze, which uh, I, I just I don't know why anybody would want Hugh Freeze to be honest with you, but I I said about Kiffin I said look Kiffin I think he's matured and he's he's uh, he he looks like he's an adult now and he looks like a better coach and he, Alabama better be careful this week because if they've checked out at all because they've lost their second game in you know early November Ole Miss will beat them. Those two running backs are really, really good. And, and so, the Ole Miss, Ole Miss could beat Alabama this week. It, well, I wouldn't be surprised by that.
1: Oh, man. Bill Shanks, Georgia insider on the Yingling Liger guest line. This program is rolling. And they finally get the national title last year. And they're in the catbird seat again. We'll see who ends up in the uh, college football playoff. But I think we're all pretty damn confident that the Georgia Bulldogs will be one of the teams. And, Ohio State we'll see maybe what shakes out on the uh on the other two so so you're not you're not high on Hugh Freeze coming back and and landing a power five job you know he's he's won at Liberty he just beat Arkansas well, he's won everywhere he's been but uh um, you're you're not you're you're not buying Freeze Right now, well,
3: I think he'd be a perfect fit at Auburn just because I think he would fail. So, I like anytime Auburn could fail, I'm all for it. But I, I, if I'm Auburn, I would not hire him. I think Lane Kiffin would be a much better hire. I think Lane I Kiffin would, would, um, would poke the, the bear, pun intended. And, and would, um, I, I just, I would be as a Georgia fan more. I mean, of course, I'm an objective journalist, you know that, but, but I mean, as a Georgia fan, I'm, I, I would be more concerned about Auburn getting Lane Kiffin than Hugh Freeze. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, and that's just what we were discussing yesterday because the guy, the Auburn guy, was kind of saying the same thing about why aren't you more um, in favor or have a favorable opinion, uh, to use an election term, of, of uh, Hugh Freeze. And I said, well, I, I just, I know he's been successful. I mean, I, I know it. It has nothing to do with, you know, phone calls to Chicago or whatever the hell he did. I don't care about that. But, you know, one thing that he did earlier this year that, that I think kind of typifies my skepticism in Hugh Freeze is the, right after Scott Frost got fired in Nebraska, someone asked Hugh Freeze, the head coach at Liberty, about whether or not Nebraska should hire him. And I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something along the lines of, well, if they want a winner, they'll call me. And I don't respect that because you have a team right now. You have a job right now. You have a salary right now. If I was one of the Falwells, I would have kicked his butt out there on the street. I would have said, well, why don't you go ahead and go to Nebraska Slick if you want that? have yeah, Hell, they gave him a contract extension. So, well, I mean, whatever. Because I mean, it's I, about I just, winning. I, yeah, I, well, right. They don't care, I mean, I guess. But, I mean, I, I, I don't respect that because you have team. Yeah, well How are you supposed to face your players if you've gone to the media and said, well, if you know, somebody else wants me to they didn't
1: come get me. I mean, that's bullcrap.
3: I just, I I don't, I don't respect that. I don't, I Guess don't Guess who else I don't has done
1: that. that the last few weeks? Who? Deion Sanders.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't respect that either. I saw it. I don't, I mean, leave. Go ahead and leave. You know, I mean, I know he's being honest that if someone comes and offers him a bunch of money, he's going to, I get it, but you have to be, you have to do everything you can to support the team that you're leading. What kind of leader is that if you're saying, "Well, I, you know, hell, first chance I get, I'm gonna jump when I get a paycheck." I, I just don't. I don't like that. I, I don't. I, I think there's a, you know, even if you're lying, even if you're miserable, you got to protect your team, and and you, you know, because why should they want to be there if you don't want to be there? Why why are they fighting for you if they think you don't want to be there? So, uh, you know. If and my guy yesterday was saying he thinks Auburn's going to hire Hugh Freak's. He thinks they'll. Oh, he thinks they won't hire. I suggested Brother Oliver, but that didn't really go over very well. But you got to be a little bit older to know who Brother Oliver is. But I mean, I I, I you know I know Kevin who he Steel, is. If they want to try the Kevin Still thing, I mean, if they want to go, into, you know, into the Pat Dye assistant coach thing and try to get a connection, I think that'd be great. I think Jimmy Rain and and uh, you know Louder and what, all those other you know powerful people over there who like to run things, but uh, they need to stay out of the business and let somebody else run it because they ought to see what's going on right now. It isn't working.
1: Bill Shanks making Georgia, Georgia insider on the out of bounds show. Blake, uh, as we wrap it up, we got one more with uh, the reigning national champion. Bill Shanks. Yeah. I've been
2: thinking about this with what Kirby's done at Georgia and then you look around kind of the Saban coaching tree and you see McElwain and Muschamp fail and you see Jimbo struggling at a and And so it makes me wonder, like, I know Kirby walked into, out of all of those situations, arguably one of the best situations. Sure. But he's also now winning at a high level and now he's doing it with a target on his back. So from Absolutely. someone who covers him every day and then also sees these other guys in the SEC failing, as, and again, Jimbo's the hot name of this group right now, What is the big difference? What is Kirby doing that's allowing him to succeed where all of these other Sabanites seem to be failing?
3: Well, I think it's simple. I think, look, uh, Kirby Smart is not George's version of Nick Saban. Kirby Smart is George's version of Steve Spurrier because Kirby played here, you know, like Spurrier played at, at, at Florida. When Steve Spurrier got that job in Gainesville, it was so easy for him to show his passion for Florida football, which, I mean, he's showing again right now in retirement. My God, he's got a restaurant down there, and he's, you know, Mr. Gator again, because that's who he played for. And Kirby Smart said the other day after the game that his players on this team, was very adamant about this, love this university. You know, and, and you know where that comes from? Him. It, it, it It's not. This isn't, I mean, he's getting paid $10 million, but, I mean, this is a, a passion for him because you think he'd have this passion if he was co- coaching the Gamecocks for crying out loud? I don't know. I mean, this is his team. This is his alma mater. This is his. This is his school. This is where he went. This is what. This is the uniform he wore, and so you couldn't have a better situation for Georgia than to get someone of this nature, you know. So I I think that's it in, in itself. That that's all it is. It's the fact that there's a passion for his ability to make this team a winner he knew what they were with mark Richt. he knew he again that 15 game when they kicked george's butt <laughs> that was the best thing to happen to georgia and it was one of the final nails that and the Faton bout start in jacksonville which was you know ridiculous but i mean i i say i saved you from an fcc fine right there bro, because i almost said a bad word but i mean that you know that was that was that was what Kirby saw, is like, God, I can make this better. I, my, my team, my, my school ought to be better than this. And that's, so I think it's all about that. It's, it's just his love for that university because he wore that uniform and therefore he is determined and held in on making them the best, just like he saw when he was under Mr. Saban at Alabama.
1: We'll leave it there. Bill Shanks, Georgia Bulldogs riding high, best team in the country. Can you imagine if they had a dynamic QB? Can you imagine if they had Hendon Hooker or Bryce Young? They would be beating, destroying everybody even more. That's what's well, going to be. They,
3: but, but but Stetson has got more passing yards than they do.
1: Yeah, but that that doesn't mean anything. Um, I mean, he, he's a nice player, but but if can you imagine if Georgia had a prolific? They'd be I don't even know what would happen this year. If Georgia had Bryce or Hendon or C.J. among others, it would be insane what they would do to people.
3: That's a bit It's the big reason this team has won a national championship and it's not enough. The experience and, and the leadership that he has provided this team after a revolving door there for a while, obviously, it has been unbelievable. I mean, he, he's a big reason this has happened. He, he may not be an NFL prospect, there's nobody I would want. I would. not want Bryce Young on this team. I wouldn't want Henn and Hooker up for this team. What? Because no way. No way. Bill, no are you way.
1: taking crazy pills after beating Tennessee this weekend?
3: No, I. No, I've got through my vodka. Did you end up
1: forget. with one of one of those bars that I like right off the? I think law school at Athens. No. For too long. Mm-hmm. No.
3: Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett deserves tremendous credit. For what
1: he's done and his well, hold on now. That's to... a different conversation. I agree with that, but it, if you could replace well, how Stetson, how
3: prolific do you want
1: him to be? No, no, no. If you wanted uh, like a surefire, we're winning the national title, and you may do that anyway. Okay, uh, then you would want a Bryce Young, Hendon Hooker.
3: No, I wouldn't. Level. Bryce Young's lost two. They were, Bryce Bryce lost two games the other day, and Hendon Hooker got sacked. Six times and couldn't hit his receivers. Why yep. would I want them? I've got a quarterback already who's nine and zero. Why would I want anybody else?
1: Hey, we're gonna we'll have to meet for happy hour. I, I got to talk to you off the air. Um, No, I mean I'm telling you, he 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 is the
3: perfect fit for what is is happening right now. Believe me, if Georgia loses, the, it doesn't win the national championship. Nobody's going to be able to say, well, it's because they didn't have a prolific quarterback. It may they may say because they didn't have the number one receiver, you know, and that excuse was pretty good last year for Alabama, right, when they lost Meachie and Williams. But I, I think I think Stetson has improved. He's experienced. Sure. He, he's just he's he's exactly what this team needs right now. Because you got to remember now, the leadership is so important for for a team that's trying to go through this. Because again, you talked about it earlier, Bo, about the. The pitfalls of of a of a of a full season of getting bored and having a player that these guys look up to like Stetson, it, it it's tremendously valuable for this team. Believe me, he's
1: he's he's the perfect. I, fit. I can agree I on all that. And you still want a more? If if given the option, you still want a more dynamic, explosive quarterback. No, no, we
3: we would not it would be looking nothing different. I mean, what would Henry Hooker do for this offense? Run
1: more. Uh, he'd be awesome. More awesome. Nah, man. All right. Yeah, we don't need that. I love you, buddy.
3: Commercial. Come on, both Come on, both All
1: right. <laughs> Back-to-back national champs. I get it. I get it. Y'all can win with anybody. That That's basically I could play quarterback in Georgia. They could win. Bill Shanks, making Georgia. Sports Talk Radio. Always love having Bill on uh, Georgia Insider. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Fleet Wave Market. Before you go to Startville or Oxford, or your high school football game of choice. Fuel up at Fleetway Market in any of their 20 plus locations. And don't forget about the Market Cafe at Fleetway Market in Gluckstadt and Brookhaven. Hour number three coming up, prize will 915.
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?